<laughs> Silly goofy mood. Welcome back to the Gassy Adulting Podcast. I am your host, Fatima, joined by our other host, Anais. We're really happy to have you back. This is week three. So again, if you haven't gone back and listened to episodes one and two, definitely pause, go do that, and then come back to this one so you can learn all about who we are, what the show is about, all the things. And again, Thank you, everyone, for the support. It's been so nice to hear from people, and we're loving it so far, right, Anais? I'm riding the high. It felt like my birthday. So many people (laughs) tagging me in stories on release day. No, thank you so much to see everyone as excited as we are is all we could ask for, and we're just excited to do the damn thing. Period. So last week, we initially started talking about careers and then kind of shifted to just talking about content creation and being influencers. And so we wanted to come back to careers this time, talk about our journeys. Um, We gave a little bit of a sneak peek last time and also just give advice to other young Latinas who are emerging in their careers and kind of things that we wish we would have known. So um, we gave you, like I said, a preview last time about both of us having pretty major career shifts in terms of what we thought we would be doing and where we are now. So I thought I was going to be a lawyer and I'm not. And Anais thought she was going to be a doctor and she's not. So let's talk about it. Anais, get into it. Well, yeah. So I'm like 12% doctor with all the experience that I have. But yeah, I thought I was going to be a doctor. I had made that decision to be a doctor probably around, I want to say sophomore year of high school. A little bit because I was watching a lot of Grey's Anatomy. Also Uh, because... (laughs) So good. I know. I watched the... I remember specifically the one where the girl wakes up from the surgery because her anesthesia and I was like I don't know what in me was like I want to do that (laughs) but I did and yeah I did internships in the Miami area I went to Nicaragua on a medical brigade like whole nine yard and I always had that like a lot of support from my family like my abuelo would be like mi nieta Pasa doctora, like this is my <laughs> this is this is my my granddaughter Anais Dominguez, and she is a doctor, and I didn't even graduate high school yet, so it was cute and sweet, but there was a lot of just like I put a lot of weight on my shoulders from that. And ultimately did not decide to also backtrack to like the 1960s. I think, I believe my grandfather wanted to study medicine, but uh, Castro regime was taking over. And so that just like didn't happen for him. So he liked seeing his grandchildren. My actually cousin is a doctor now. They say one in two people in your family become doctors. And um, that was him. So yeah, that's the journey. He He's good on that journey. But yeah, so and then. And it took me a really, really long time, like way too long to say that I didn't want to be a doctor. Um, It was actually after like while studying for the MCAT, I was like, okay, I cannot do this anymore. I had changed my mind so many times in college. Like every other week I was going through a life crisis. I think I went through like six midlife crises in my junior year of college. Um, And I just like decided to stick it through. Like something was always just like, do it, do it. Like, um... 
But ultimately, I did it. And I'm really happy that I did it because I feel like if I didn't pursue content creation and social media, I wouldn't be sitting here. Mm-hmm. So Fatima, tell me about, you know, kind of high school, freshman year, little Fatima, the lawyer. Uh, what a girl boss, truly. I mean, she she slayed. I, I miss that girl. Um, but no, I'm definitely happy with the choices I made. But yeah, I... I think it's also one of those things, you know, how there's like when you're like naturally an argumentative person and people are Mm -hmm. like, you would be such a good lawyer. And I feel like I was always like questioning things or like maybe even talking back. And then it was like, oh, my God, this girl should just be a lawyer. But yeah, similarly, I've okay. One thing you have to know about me and shout out to many podcasts that keep me going. I love true crime. Like that has always been something that I'm kind of obsessed with and it sounds kind of sick to say that because it's like obviously like bad things but I've always been obsessed and I always like kind of wanted a career in that so when I wanted to be a lawyer I wanted to be a criminal like defense or you know I don't know if prosecutor but just like in that realm you know because I was so interested in it and I just thought like I would be good at it I think I would be a good lawyer and I also did kind of like those like mock trial type things and was, yeah, like generally pretty good at it. And so I kind of just thought like, okay, this is the path for me. I was always really good at school. So I was like, I'm sure I'll be good at law school and then I'll just kind of get through and start doing this. But also coming from an immigrant family, I also thought I maybe wanted to do immigration law, even though there's like no money in that, unfortunately. But I really was just like, I want to help people. I want to help people. That was kind of the driving force. My mom was a social worker and I also feel like that was a huge my mom's a social worker too really how do we never talk about this (laughs) my mom got her master's like two years ago and like not even two years maybe like yeah two years ago now and she's a social worker for the school they had a meet up oh my god yes um but yeah no I mean I think that like that really inspired me and in El Salvador she worked with like a lot of teens who had been involved in gangs and things like that and just kind of like helped them navigate the system which I always thought was really inspiring and so I was like I want to do something like that too so yeah I again was like dead set on it and the same thing that like you're saying right like people in my family were like oh like Fatima's gonna be the lawyer like me la abogada whatever um sorry to just point you all if you're listening that didn't happen (laughs) it's never too late but yeah so yeah but then I think I realized like I'm a people person and so when I interned at the law firm the lawyers that worked there and again like if you're a lawyer and you're listening to this and you're like you're wrong I'm you know I don't know anything but from my experience the lawyers were just kind of like drowning in paperwork all the time and I felt like as an intern I was talking to the clients and like getting their stories way more than them because they were just like doing paperwork or in court or like all these things and I was like that isn't the part of this that I like like I want to talk to people and I want to hear their stories and I want to help them and I want to help them tell them stories and stuff like that. So that's kind of where I was like, ah, this isn't for me. But I do think part of me is always like, I think that would have been, it would have been a completely different life. Like even in choosing where to go for college, the other school that I was choosing like between was very, I would have been on that path, like straight to law school, like in Washington, DC, like doing that kind of a thing. And then I was like, nope, that's not for me. 
And, you know, everything happens for a reason. No regrets. Again, we wouldn't be here doing this if, if all of that happened, possibly. But shout out to the lawyers and the doctors out there. You guys are really doing the work. If you're listening to this and you're thinking, I'm too old to have figured out my career. Like, if you think that, you know, it's too late for you, it's not true. Like, I really did not figure things out. And I don't even have things figured out yet. But I didn't really have a good grasp of, like, this is my career. This is, like, what I'm doing. This is how I'm doing it. Until maybe six months ago. Not really. But like sit like 2020 to 2022, I was still figuring it out. And I know what it feels like to have everyone around you work nine to fives, go to work, you know, have that like financial stability. And everyone is on their own path. And I really wish I like told myself that even more, even with just like, not needing a nine. To, like, I don't really have a nine to five. I work nine to six, but it's doing different things. And that's how my brain works best. Like, um, with someone with, you know, ADHD, like I can't sit and do one thing for eight hours a day. Like I need to be moving and my creative energy and like need breaks and need to go on a run in the middle of the day it does take a while to figure out what works best for you. Like if you graduated college and don't have a job or, you know, are figuring it out. Like my mom was 47, 48 years old when she got her master's in social work and went back to school at like 44. Like Mm -hmm. you can change your mind. You can change your route like whenever you want. I just want to put that disclaimer out there because I think we're all so pressed for time, but we are the ones that create that timeline. Yeah, 100%. And also you should try all the things. Like I feel like we kind of box ourselves in And if I hadn't tried so many things, I wouldn't have ever figured out that law school wasn't what I wanted. And I would have been really unhappy. And I think that we we aren't our careers and we all know that. But careers are like what we do day to day is a huge part of who we are and like our lives. Right. Like we spend on average 40 hours at this job every week. And I don't, I'm bad at math, but like in a whole year, that's a lot, you know? And so it's important to like be passionate about what you're doing and like it and do it for yourself. And again, like sometimes work sucks and that's real and like you gotta get past it. But again, like if you're unhappy every day, it is never too late to change or to discover a new passion or something that you might be good at or just like something that you're like, I've always been fascinated by that and go back to school or do whatever it is. Obviously, like there are so many barriers and usually financial, but go for it. We support you. And I think it's hard to like make a career change and just like change who you thought you would be at a certain point. But that's just life. You can't predict it. We couldn't have predicted the pandemic. I'm sure that changed a lot of things for people and just like how we think about jobs. So it's always changing and you should be too. Don't be scared to have a job that ties you down or ties you over so you can figure it out. And it's okay to have a job that, you know, pays the bills while you figure out what you want to do. In the last five years of living in Chicago, I really wait like was a waitress and worked at sports bars and worked at different bars and made money and worked at night and did my hustles during the day and that you know really advanced me to not have to do that so there's like a lot of different avenues and I do know I'll put some um, links to career coaches who work with like high school and college students to help figure out their path we do need to talk about like college and going to private colleges and being you know first and 1.5 generation 
generations. I'm like 1.5, I would say. Not really the first, but not, you know, fully the second generation to go into college. Fatima, I, are you the first one, like, generation to go to yeah. college? Here in the States, yeah. So that is, you know, something there's a lot of pressure to do well because it is such a big opportunity that, you know, is very expensive, is still very expensive and costing me a lot of money down for the next 45 to 60 years. And it's hard when you're going to say you're going to be this big, this big money making career, doctor, lawyer, whatever it may be. And then you don't become that. And to that, I have to say there's more than one way to make money and finances and all of that is a different topic. But I think something I really took out of college that helped me make decisions about what I wanted to do was the experience. I learned so much more out of the classroom and outside of organic chemistry than I did in that. Like I was a part of this great organization charge and I had internships and um, leadership opportunities that I could not have gotten without them. And that's where I really got a lot of my like experience like no matter what you do really diversify whatever you want to do in the end diversify the four years in college because that's where you really get to know like what you like to do like I liked the startup entrepreneurial leadership hustle and I wanted to do that I wanted to have my hands in a couple different pots I liked creating content and I learned a lot of that through charge just because you don't do your major or like when you leave or don't do what others expected, it's not a waste of time. It's not a waste of money. If I hadn't gone to DePaul and, you know, met the people I did in my biology class, in my chemistry class, I wouldn't have gotten the opportunities and have met the social groups and, you know, professional groups that I had that I did um, while I was in college. Yeah, I 100% agree. I think I already mentioned like try everything, but also talk to everyone. I think that that was so huge for me going to like a school where the network is so robust. And I feel like we had access to alums so much. And I was actually like president of our Latinx organization. So shout out to Mujeres. If any of you who are part of it now are listening, I love y'all. But no, like through there, I met so many alums who were doing so many cool things like journalism and like VPs and marketing and just like all these different things and like truly such like badass women who really inspired me. And I would do like coffee chats with them or just like, you know, see them around campus or whatever it was. And they were kind of like, no one is holding a gun to your head, forcing you to do something that you don't want to do. Like if your career doesn't exist yet, make it. If there is something that you want to do that you don't see out there or that you see there's a gap, like do it, go fill it, like do whatever drives you. And I just felt like every time I had one of those conversations, I really was like, Oh my God, like I could do anything truly. Like there's so many opportunities out there. And so I just really feel like reaching out to people. Um, even when I was like really struggling to find a job, so many people around me were like, let me connect you to this person and that person. And I talked to so many people, which like a lot of them ultimately didn't even result in a job, but that's fine. Like I think just talking to them and hearing about their day to day and like their experiences was so helpful to me. 
But yeah, I mean, I think it's just like college is so helpful. And also it's like four years of, I don't know if freedom is the right word, but that's definitely what it felt like to me of like freedom to just explore. And I think I was in a unique experience of being in New York City. Like what better place to explore than there? But truly just like if I wanted to take a random one-off class about like something that was of interest to me, like I did it, you know, like take all the classes learn as much as you can, go to all the events, talk to as many people as you can, do internships if you have like the ability to do that. I worked also while I was in school. So like I learned through those jobs too, whether they were on campus or off campus and stuff like that. And so I just feel like when I was leaving there, I wasn't like, oh my God, I have no idea what I want to do because I had tried so many things already. And I was like, the path is like kind of clear to me now. Again, that doesn't happen for everyone. And that's okay. Like if you figure that out five years after you graduate or 10 years after you graduate, like it, it's all fine. Everything is on your own time, but really just like try everything. I think I can't like emphasize that enough. And I think of just like the domino effect and I, you know, as a Latina, I have to bring in a little bit of Cuba. <laughs> but like, you never know what trying one thing or meeting one person will lead you to. Like before I even went to DePaul and I was, I actually went to UC Santa Cruz. Shout out Banana Slugs, the Bay Area. Um <laughs> I had no idea about like the fitness community that was out there and the businesses and the, you know, influencers and, and people that were in that community. And just like one change, one shift just opened so many doors, you know, and it took w just one person in a class that sat across from me to be like, to be my friend, um, to open that path. So just because you don't know it now, doesn't mean it's not there for you. Like it's not it doesn't exist because you don't know it right now. It doesn't mean it doesn't exist. And just kind of going back to what Fatima said about freedom, a lot of our families and people who, you know, immigrated to this country, they did not have a lot of freedom. They did not have free will. And with your career, you have free will. And that is such a beautiful thing that you can change, of course, responsibly and like financially responsible. But, you know, you do have that free will and you do have choices, which is what a lot of people the reason why my family moved, right? Because we did not have choices anymore and everyone had to be the same. And, you know, jobs were taken away. If there's one thing you do every day is just like waking up with gratitude for that free will, for that, you know, freedom, whether that's that you have that you, you can make choices. And if it doesn't work out, it's just another pivot. It's not a dead end. Yeah. It's also like the... It's a way for us to honor our ancestors. And this is, again, what I was saying episode one, right? Of like feeling the pressure, but also feeling that gratitude and being like, uh, yeah, like maybe our grandparents or our parents or great grandparents or whoever it was in your life didn't have those freedoms or had very specific things that they had to do or sacrifice so much to come here. Like my mom had to give up her career to come here so that we'd have all of these opportunities. And so what better way to honor that sacrifice than for me to do something that makes me happy every day, you know? And again, it's like working is hard. <laughs> Grinding is hard. But like, yeah, I think that I, I feel really fortunate that I found a career that I like and that I'm passionate about and that I feel like I'm helping people every day when I do my job. Again, it doesn't like that isn't the sole definition of who I am as a person. It's just part of who I am. 
I just, again, like this, like the podcast and content creation and stuff, like, even though it's not my nine to five career, like it's things that make me happy and really motivate me. And that's why I'm like, do it. Like if you have a dream, again, whether it's like your nine to five job or not, or just like some silly, quote unquote, silly thing that you want to do on the side, like just do it, you know, like really just like get up, do it. You know, you want to start photography, do it. You want to start a blog, do it. Like you want to post on TikTok every day, do it. You know, like all these things, like we're all, well, I won't speak for everyone, but I feel that there's like this general sense of like being so afraid of like, what if, or like, what are people going to say? Screw them. Literally screw them. Like whatever people want to say about you negative because you're following your dreams, like it's not worth your time. It's not worth your energy. Again, just find what makes you happy. That's all I can say. (laughs) Absolutely. And to that too, like a lot of your quote unquote, like silly little things, photography, blogging, those things didn't exist 10, 15, 20 years ago, 50 years ago. So don't be hard on yourself if that doesn't seem like the ideal or, you know, like normal path, medicine, engineering, lawyer, teacher, whatever that may be, because Uh, Just as like we are evolving, the career job field is evolving. You know, we don't have to stick to the same careers like podcasting even five years ago wasn't quote unquote, like a career. And so if you want to make those things a career, it does take a lot of work and it does take the grind, but it is doable if your heart is in it and if it's something you want to do. Yes, maybe you have to work nine to five for a few years and then record a podcast at six o'clock in the after in the evening like we are now or wake up at, you know, 6 a.m. to get really great pictures in the morning or whatever that is. It's it's doable and you can, you know, pivot. And, and if that's something you guys want to talk about, like pivoting and slowly making something your full time, we can def chat. I want to um, continue our convo before we just become one big TED talk, which I love. <laughs> Again, it's just rant after rant. Have you ever faced any stereotypes of what you should have been or, you know, what you should be doing career wise? I think that Regardless of career, um, I have been part of a lot of spaces where I've been the only one or the only one who looks like me, the only one who has the background that I have. And that's really hard, right? Like you feel like I don't belong here. I shouldn't be here. This career isn't for me because everyone that's in this career is white or is a man or whatever it is, right? That fits your um, bubble of what you're trying to do. And I think like, I'm grateful that that has shifted a little bit in my career now. And I don't feel that as much as I used to. But yeah, like there were jobs that I had where I really was the only one in the room. And I was trying to navigate that. And trying not to feel imposter syndrome all the time, like truly. And I still struggle with that sometimes. Like I can be an Ivy League graduate. I can have could have done all of these things and still feel like, am I smart enough? Like, should I be here? You know, all these different things that we struggle with. And I feel like as Latinas, like one of the biggest challenges we face is the wage gap. Like there's literally a national Latina equal payday because we get paid like literally the lowest out of all of the like 
racial, gender, like all the groups and the intersections were at the very bottom. And so also navigating like standing up for yourself and just kind of being like, you can't put me in a box. Like, you know, I belong here. I'm talented. I'm smart. I'm bringing a lot to the table. And I think that is something that I've had to learn like throughout my career. And again, I'm still so young. So I feel like I'm constantly working on that and trying to learn that. But really just being like, I am who I am. I'm good at my job. Like, I feel like I have to tell myself that all the time. Like, don't gaslight yourself. Like, you know what you're doing and you deserve to step into leadership roles or whatever it looks like and just like continue to move up. And, you know, there's no reason why Latinas shouldn't be CEOs or president or whatever, you know, like all these things, whatever it means. Like, I just feel like those doors need to continue to open because it's still lacking in so many different things. But yeah, I feel like feeling like I don't belong in places has been the hardest thing. And also just like navigating the... Um, I don't even know if it's like corporate America or just like professionalism stuff. Like I have tattoos, right? And that was like, whoa, tattoos in the workplace. And at first I was like, I'm going to an interview. Like, should I cover them up? Like, are people, I have a nose piercing, like, you know, like all these things that are deemed to be unprofessional that sometimes are just like also cultural things, right? Like if I wear my hair a certain way or like the things that I wear to work and the things that I say and how I carry myself and just being like super hyper aware of that and like identity in the workplace, I think is like something that I've dealt with. And I feel that like I've come to terms with, but I'm not sure. You know, I've talked to other like women of color specifically who have felt that way in their kind of own careers and just kind of like constantly dealing with that. So I think it's kind of a universal experience too. Yeah, no, I think those are all great. I wonder like the tattoos and piercings and professionalism, did that come from your inside your household or from people on the outside? I think societally it's a huge thing, right? Like even when people depict like what you should wear to work, even TikToks, right? Like work OOTD, like it's like these very specific things. And yeah, I just really like feel like I grew up and maybe it was because I thought I wanted to be a lawyer and lawyers also have like a very sort of rigid, this is what we wear, this is what we look like, this is how we are professional. That's how I saw the world through that lens. I have to like wear heels and a suit every day to work. And then obviously that's not my job. So that's not true anymore. But yeah, I feel like I internalize a lot of external things with that. How do you feel like in your career being Latina has shown up either as like a good thing or a bad thing or just like something that you're aware of? Yeah, I think so. When I was blogging and I was just like Cafecito in Chicago, I saw it a lot where it's just like you have to be niche. You have to be you have to like niche down on content, niche down on content. But it just becomes you become so like far removed, unfortunately, from like the content world, because a lot of people like either you're like a Spanish content content creator influencer or you're not. And like, there's no in between. I think you're like one of the first people I saw who 
wrote both captions in English and in Spanish. Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, I think that's the only place. I mean, very luckily I grew up in Miami where everyone speaks Spanish. You go somewhere and the cat, like the person you're talking to isn't going to ask you in English how you're doing. They're going to ask you in Spanish. Um, And then Chicago, it's a little different because it, it is very diverse. Everyone was like very understanding. I like can't, you know, think of a time where I was like excluded or anything like that, especially now. And that I like interned and worked for a lot of like women owned businesses. Like my aunt is the president and CEO of her company and she's Latina and a woman. But I think a lot of my insecurities was just like, I don't have the support behind me. Like I always felt at a disadvantage, whether it was because of like how much money my family had or because no one really understood like college and loan systems and things like that and careers past. Like even if I did pursue medicine, like not a lot of people would have been able to help me because no one went mm-hmm. through that. So I always just felt like at a disadvantage and a little just like angry. Like if only my parents had gone to college earlier, or like, you know, helped me out or pushed me a little bit harder, like I wouldn't be in the trenches. That's kind of, it was more like I just felt alone, like on my own than in a workplace like I always felt behind but as we said we're never behind we're just in our own lane Mm -hmm. yeah no that's super real I mean things like financial aid having to figure that out by yourself at such a young age I remember doing that and being like, am, like, am I committing fraud? Like, what is happening? Just and just like to make those financial decisions for yourself 20, mm-hmm. 30 years down the line. Like, I'm now signing this loan that I have to worry about even after I graduate. You know what I mean? Like, it's a lot of work and not saying like someone should have paid for my college or had done that. But I just wish that even just as a society that we knew more about those things and that they taught us more like kind of how you know, you kind of wish that they taught you like taxes in school. Like, yeah, I wish they kind of gave the ins and outs. They were just like, here's FAFSA. Like, this is how you fill it out. Just like not really what the repercussions were or not even repercussions, but what it will look like after graduation day and not just trying to get through just through the school year or through like signing up for classes. Yeah. And like navigating those like higher ed spaces when like your parents haven't, or at least like not in this country, right? Like this is what's happening or like, I don't know what to do or like picking classes or who do I talk to or like finding a mentor and like all these things. And again, I'm really grateful to have had other people in my life to support me with that. And also I think being the youngest like really served me well because my siblings were able to be like, here's what I did. And like, you know, I'll help you or whatever. And I had like s- such great mentors, like throughout all of my like school life and who were constantly like advocating for me and helping me. But yeah, I feel like first gen, like we talked about this, like again, in, in that group that I was part of, we had so many meetings about like being first gen and navigating college and the pressure and the stress. And also like going to school is a full-time job, like when you're that age, you know? And I feel that I would be like, I'm so stressed out. And there was like an un- like a lack of understanding as to why that would be. School is hard. College is hard. There's a lot of pressure People are maybe working one, two, three jobs to like support themselves through it. You know, thankfully, I didn't have to do that. Like, I just worked on the side, got extra money because living in New York was really expensive. But, you know, I think it's just there's a lot of complexity to it and like added layers and. I knew like students at my school who were like primary caretakers for their families too, you know, like 
had to work and go to school and like send money back or like on the weekends, go back home and like help people or like watch their siblings or like, you know, like all these things that I think are just like added challenges. So you all should be proud of yourselves. You know, like it is not an easy thing to do. And like graduating college is a huge deal, no matter how you do it, how long it takes you, how you got there, like all those things. It's just, it's really amazing. And I think for our community is like something we should all really be proud of. So absolutely. Kind of on that note, what is something you could tell yourself, maybe your freshman self or even like, you know, your junior, senior self? What is one if you could shake her down and give her one piece of advice? Uh, She needed a lot of advice. (laughs) I mean, I think the biggest thing is like, don't put so much pressure on yourself. I think that I literally just had this like overwhelming amount of pressure that was partially and like maybe largely myself, but also like from the things that came of like how I grew up and the things that people would say about me about like being so smart and being like the one who is going to like change the trajectory of our family and she's going to be president one day and just like all these things. Right. And I really had to have a, excuse my language, like be fucking for real moment of, do you want to be president? No. Do you want to be like these things that like were put on you? And I really was just like, that is not the life that I see for myself in this moment. And that's okay. Really? I am however old I was, 20, 19, whatever it was. And like, I have agency to just like make a decision for myself and I should do it. Um, And I think like the fear of disappointing others was so deep and so serious and so overwhelming that I was like, I hate myself because I am not living up to like what was expected of me and whatever. But really like everything is going to be fine. I think is really what I would repeat to her every day. Like, calm down. You're freaking out about something that ultimately in the end is going to be completely fine. And trust your gut. I literally told you this the other day. Like, that is like something I live by. Trust your gut. Like, your gut knows how you feel and what's right. And I feel like sometimes I try to be like, shh, don't say that, you know? Like, but then I'm like, no, literally be quiet. But... I need to listen to that girl because she knows and she's the one who told me like, you don't want to be a lawyer and that's okay. Move on. And I did. And I don't regret that now. So love it. Snaps. (laughs) What about you, girly? Well, first I would look me dead in the eye and would shove a bottle of purple shampoo in her (laughs) learn how to use this you look yellow and then I would tell her that you don't need to have it figured out day one of college try Mm -hmm. new things take classes you know go out enjoy like you don't have to always be working or studying like enjoy and rest I know that it seems like a lot is at stake but there are different avenues and different ways to do this and don't stay at like part-time jobs that have you miss out on things in life because that's not worth it and and if you're thinking about a career and you're already thinking about what you're going to miss out on life like that's not the career for you and I think that was my big thing with like being a doctor was I already was just feeling like I was missing out and just like not living and that's just not the kind of person I am I'm about experiences and I wasn't experiencing life 
So yeah, just like take, yes, take the chemistry, but start off with like GEs, like go slower. You don't, you know, it's okay because ultimately you're going to fail those classes that you don't like to do. And that's where it's going to like trip you up. If you failed organic chemistry, like you are fine. Like I failed organic chemistry one too many times and I'm still here. Like I'm doing okay. Take it easy. Take it easy. Yeah. Also, don't compare yourself to other people. And again, I'm like, I know that is the hardest thing in the world to do. But that is relevant to your career and everything else in your life. I remember going on LinkedIn being like, I'm a fucking failure. Like everyone has these impressive internships and jobs. And like, what am I doing? You know, and or going on Instagram and being like, look at this person traveling the world and doing all these things. And like, what am I doing? You know? And again, we've said this like three different times already. You are on your own journey, your own path. Whatever anyone else is doing is does not reflect you at all. It has nothing to do with you. That is their life. Be happy for them. Celebrate them. And also see it as inspiration. If I see something that Anais is doing and I'm like, that is so amazing. I wish I would do that too. I could see that as inspiration to be like, and I'm going to like work towards that and like be inspired by her and be motivated by her. Not, oh my fucking God, like she's the worst. And like, you know, I'm so jealous and all this stuff. And I've inspired you. <laughs> Gun to your head. When have I inspired you? Yeah. When was the last time you felt like that? <laughs> um, no, yeah, I agree. And you don't always know the full story. LinkedIn, Instagram. Exactly been talking to someone sometimes you really don't know behind the scenes what got them there there's just always so much to the story and there's so many times I like didn't get a job and now I look back and think like oh that wouldn't have been a salary that I would have wanted or oh I would have had to do go commute here or do this and like it wouldn't have worked for me or would have just made my life harder things will not show up in your life to make them harder mm-hmm I also, yeah, sorry, finish. No, kind of when it comes to like the randomness or like, you know, little like detail, like sometimes you just don't see how things plan out. And it's mostly because that thing was going to make your life harder and something Mm -hmm. that is more meant for you and make it easier will come along. Yeah, 100%. You never know the full story. And I think we've, well, we haven't said it on the show, but I think we've said it on our pages and in our lives. Like, The things that you see online are the tip of the iceberg or just like the things that people are intentionally putting out there, right? Like when I was in the trenches being like, I, you know, I don't see any future for myself. Like, what am I doing? I wasn't on LinkedIn like, hey, guys, I'm unemployed. I'm having a great day. Like, you know, I'm just being like, hey, I'm unemployed, like having a meltdown. How about you? (laughs) Exactly. But as soon as I got a job, I was like, I'm on LinkedIn. Let's do this. I got a job. I'm so excited. Like, you know, it only takes one yes out of Mm -hmm. a thousand no's. And like I was in the trenches yesterday and you saw four to five stories that I posted, you know, like social media is not what it seems. Mm -hmm. So but you got to back yourself. Mm -hmm. I think that that is my advice for like especially young Latinas out there. And again, like if you're dealing with imposter syndrome, like you got to back yourself, you're talented, you like deserve all the good things that come your way. And 
we just can't see the bigger picture sometimes. So like if you're going to go through a patch of things not working out, you're going to go through it, but eventually something is going to come your way. And like, you just got to keep the faith in that and really just like trust yourself. And you don't know. I think I'm always like, like shocked when someone is like, I admire you or like, I'm inspired by you. And I'm like, me? what are you talking about? Like little old me. Um, but no, seriously, like, you know, you may see yourself in a very specific way and like you deal with yourself every single day in a way that other people don't. And so you may just have people who really look up to you or like love what you're doing and you have no idea. And so just talk to yourself like you would talk to your friend, you know, like how I would tell Anais, I'm so proud of you, girl. You're killing it. Yeah. I would tell Fatima, she inspires me every day. (laughs) I love her content. Exactly. So yeah, be nice to yourselves. Navigating this stuff is really hard, especially when you're first gen or POC or like any of the many things that we all carry with us, but you will figure it out. Yeah. And there's not a handbook on this. There's not rules. And the workforce, the corporate life is it's all very new in the grand scheme of things. And I think we tend to forget that. And life is so long. I was watching The Golden Bachelor last Uh, night. So good. I watched. I watched. I'm obsessed. I don't have time to recap, but maybe another time. Yes. Any Latina representation? That's another conversation for another no, day. No, one of them spoke Spanish, I think, uh, right? Yes, but she wasn't Latina. <gasps> no way. I don't think so. Okay. It was giving, like, I know how to order a margarita out of Mexico. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, anyway. We'll have to look into it, but... <laughs> He was like, I have someone I can potentially be with for 20 to 30 more years. Mm -hmm. Like, it's crazy. So life is long and have fun. (laughs) Yeah. And let this inspire you to, like we said, follow your dreams, pivot, do whatever you need to do, no matter how old you are. It's check on your Latina friends. You know, be inspired by them. Yeah, check on them. They probably have a lot of generational trauma on their shoulders. Just ask how their day's going. Right. Tell them they're doing a good job. Okay. (laughs) We need to hear that every once in a while. For me, every other day because I'm insecure. But (laughs) (laughs) every single day. Thank you. And I think that's another Gassi adulting episode. We'll be back next Wednesday. Mm-hmm. We're so grateful if you made it this far. Follow us on Instagram at Gassi Adulting Pod, Virtually Vogue, Ani Sominguez. And yeah, we'll be online to chat. Anything else you want to say, Fata? <laughs> Gracias. Los queremos mucho. Besos. <laughs> Bye.